Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, those of you that are just tuning in, I want to welcome you. Thanks for joining us today. For those of you that were listening, we're not done. We're going to talk about one of my favorite topics. You can see I'm on a little roll here. What are they? What's the expression? You teach what you need to learn. I think that's the bottom line to that. Um, And that's what I've discovered about this show for 14 years. Um, And, you know, what does that even mean? Well, what that means for me uh, is that. I talk about positive things. I look at the world as uh, something that is full of limitless possibilities. Uh, And uh, doing a show like this and making decisions to keep this show this way. Uh, And believe me, I've been asked to take this show in a whole different direction. Yep. You know, the dangling out there of, geez, if you would only do this, Pat, you could be syndicated. You know what? That's not why I do this. It's because I really am on a mission to create a positive impact. And at the same time, doing it helps my life be more positive. But being stuck is something I'm quite familiar with. And if you heard me talk about this earlier, remember the show originally, Benny, was crust busting. That was all about being crusty and stuck. Got to bust that crust. You got to bust it. You got to bust it. Uh, But half the time, you don't even know you got it. And so today, uh, we have someone in the studio today, author, life coach, Vicki Todd is joining us here today. What I love about this, and she might not know this, is I'm a little frustrated artist. You know, so I have, I have these art pieces I've done, but I'm the kid that was supposed to go to the music and art school in, in, the, in New York City, in the Bronx, and ended up moving to New Jersey and having that dream not happen in quite that way. And someone said to me, you're an audio artist. And I really thought, is that even a thing? And so there's a fulfillment level for me in my life to know that at least I'm doing some kind of art. At least I got that going on. But Vicki is joining me here today because she has tapped into something so new, so special, so amazing. How to talk about unstuck visually. And she's going to be telling us all about her fabulous book, which we have here in the studio. I should hold it up to the camera, right, Benny, with my broken finger? Hello, there it is, right wait, there. Wait, 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 broken finger? I broke it playing table tennis last week. When was week. this? Last, last uh, Sunday. You've been keeping last Saturday. it under the, under the, under the radar. I did, and, and I didn't wrap okay? it today. Huh? Are you okay? I'm okay. I mean, I... I got nine more. It's okay. I, I, I got nine more. I mean, <laughs> right? just so I can play in the okay. tournament. Though. Yeah. Should you I, let everybody know about that, too? I know. I got playing in the tournament you're, Saturday. You're athlete right there. I know, Living, right there. Going through the pain. I know. I did have it in a splinty thing, because that's but what they... I haven't they, seen you in a week. That's so what that's the doc told me to do, and um, I'm like, okay, I'm done with the splint. What am I going to do? You got to work it out. Oh, boy. 
That's why I need Vicky today. Need There's it. a metaphor there, yeah. right? I'm sure. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> I'm in a split act, of act, life act, right act, now. Uh, uh, <laughs> actually, yeah, no kidding. It's like uh, whatever that Leslie did right there beforehand, <laughs> I'm not even having as much pain. But the reason that today's show is, is really important is because, you know what, you can become the heroine, the hero of your own life. You really can. But sometimes it takes some some help. You know, Vicky's joining us here today because she's a memoir, memoir artist. Memoir. Memoir. It's a good word. Artist. It is a great I word. Like and you're going to find out what that means. Um, now, listen, she has been down the same path that we, most of us, been down. What does it mean to be this person, right, um, that has been out in the world, you're married, you're in relationship, you know, what happens when you decide this gig is not working for me anymore? You write your little resignation. You write your big resignation um, it, from a te- tenured position. I can't, I can't even say the word because that's such a precious thing. But what, do you, what happens when you do that? What is drawing you forward? So I like that because we could either be pulled forward or we can be pushed. And I'm telling you, the pulling is a little better for me. But what she shake Vicky's going like, yeah, that's it, girl. Um, but as the author of this fabulous book, which we're going to talk about here today, there is a message and it's an inspirational one. Thank you for joining me here. Oh, thank you, Dr. Pat. Thank you for this opportunity. I got to ask you about the resignation letter. We got to start there. Woo. I it, know it was a resignation email on February 24th, 2015. Uh. And <laughs> the way that um, I love this story, <laughs> the way the academic world works, you don't give your two week notice and then leave. So I was a public relations professor in Connecticut at Quinnipiac University. So if you've heard of the Quinnipiac poll, that was us. And um, I was in my 12th year and I knew that our contract for the next year would come out around April and it's usually due signed around May. And I thought, you cannot sign that next contract because that means that you would be locked into a next academic year and don't do it to yourself. I was going to turn 50 that coming October of 2015. And I thought, you cannot turn 50 and be stuck in this position that you know that you no longer belong in. Are are you an October Libra or are you an October Scorpio? I'm an October Libra. I'm not paying attention to the new horoscope rules. Oh, I don't even know what they are. But, but the reason I... <laughs> I'm asking, because I, I'm talking to more Libras that are doing what you just did than wow. I Crazy. Well, I don't know much about horoscopes, but I did read that every 12 years is a life changer agent for Libras. And 2013 was definitely it. And when I go back 13 years, 13 years, it was all true. So watch out, Libras. Count your, count your years. <laughs> but it was really a bold move. And many people may not know that it was a bold move. And I want to ask you about what pulled you forward. Tell us about what was on your heart, what you mm. really wanted to do. Because this is a story that many people are really telling right now. Yeah. Well, I love what you're saying, either being pushed or pulled mm-hmm. forward. And I'm going to back up a little bit Good. to my first life flip. Um, in 1998, um, I was in Texas where I was born and, and grew up. Um, 
West Texas, grew up in Happy, Texas, which is a little bitty, um, small town, 600 and some odd people, yay. Um, And I just kind of followed that traditional thing of going through my bachelor's and master's degree and then saying, now what? I don't know what to do. And so getting married seemed like the next logical step because that's what all the females in my family had done. And in 1998, I was in the seventh year of a not-so-great marriage. I had quit my communications job four and a half years previously to help my husband, who was a hairdresser, um, open a hair salon. So I wasn't making money. I was just answering the phone. And I had caved to my mom's pressure to get pregnant. And so everything that I had always said growing up, that because I, I knew that just being a mom was not my thing. Mm-hmm. And I had been very vocal about that. But somehow in that seventh year, she said, you know, oh, just one, you know, just one to have the relationship that you and I have always had. Because, you know, she had always been a non-working wife. And mm-hmm. here I was, a non-working wife. And I fought and fought and fought and then finally caved. And got pregnant, and then in May of 98, had a miscarriage. Mm. So I was so lost, confused, literally at night on the bathroom floor while my husband was sleeping and just crying and Mm. praying. I don't want to be married. I don't want to be pregnant. I feel stuck. Help. Mm -hmm. And so literally two months later, in July of 1998, I got this call seemingly from the blue. (laughs) Um, from my former dean at Texas Tech University. And he had seen the feature story that I had placed in the local newspaper promoting the salon. And so he could see that I wasn't in a formal job. And he called and he said, oh, you know, I need someone to teach a public relations writing class. I remember that you were a really great writer, you know, in school. My master's degree was eight years in the past. And again, not working four and a half years in mm-hmm. the industry. Oh, by the way, the class starts tomorrow. Are you interested? <laughs> and so I was shaking in my shoes, mm-hmm. but I had to say yes because I knew the marriage wasn't going well. Mm-hmm. I needed to do something to take back my independence and take care of myself. Mm. So I went and taught the class. It turned out really well. The dean said, Have you thought about getting your doctorate degree? No. And so I went back for my doctorate, which took four yep. years, got a divorce because that didn't go over so well. And um, something, I, something weird about that when we go get educated, how that just doesn't yeah. that, that just doesn't sit well with our partners. Right. 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 Yeah. And we had actually studied that in one of my education <laughs> classes, you know. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, I'm living it. Um, <laughs> and so I graduated with my doctorate from Texas Tech in 2003. And, you know, you can't teach at the school that you graduated from. And I thought, let's try something new. Let's move by yourself to Connecticut. And that's how I got to Quinnipiac. Mm -hmm. And so um, during that crazy time, I went back to painting. And I do not have an art degree because my mom said art is a frivolous hobby. Don't major in it. Do it after retirement. Just forget about it. You know, my aunt and my grandmother, which are her mother and sister, um, were both artists. And so I loved it since a child. And somehow it popped back up when I was going through divorce and going back for my doctorate and knowing I was going to have to move. I gravitated toward these female portraits, which I had never done before. And I thought, wait a minute, you know, after the third one, you're painting kind of a visual diary or a visual memoir of what's happening in your life. Mm -hmm. And so that was great. And I was excited. But then it went to the wayside, you know, pushed to the back burner again as I became a professor in Connecticut. And so fast forward to 2013, 
I started meditating with Oprah and Deepak Chopra's, you know, meditation experience. And um, that summer, Deepak was doing a meditation about finding your true self. And he said, if you could be anything, no Mm. fear, no obstacles, what would that be? And an artist flashed in my mind like a Broadway marquee. And I just started weeping because I thought, how could this thing I've loved as a child be my purpose? I teach public relations. This has nothing to do with art. And it took two years, but that was just gnawing at me and, like you said, pulling me. Because I think the first time, you know, going through the divorce, I was being pushed Mm -hmm. and I resisted and I was angry for a while. This time I was being pulled toward this joy, you know, this thing that I wanted to do. And I had no idea on February 24th, 2015, when I sent in that resignation email, exactly what I was going to do. I really had no financial safety net. And I just took the leap. And here I am, an artist and author and speaking and doing workshops. And so follow your joy. There's no question about it. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the book. I want you to share, folks, what this book actually is about and I was immediately drawn to it. I remember when uh, we got an advanced copy, and uh, and I looked at the book, and I and we get hundreds of books a month, and 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 I looked at the book, and I was going, wait a minute, wait a minute, what is this book? Wait a minute, Wh- what pictures? <laughs> and I I don't think I got I got right to Sea of Hope. Mm. And I was like, that's it. We yeah. get uh, see if we can get Vicky on oh, because this is so important right now. Um, I would not be doing what I'm doing right here if I did not say yes to a wrong phone number and then continue on. Everybody around me thought I'd lost my mind. Yeah. And they said to me, you're paying how many thousands of dollars a month to talk on radio I couldn't explain it because my heart, right, right. that's what we're talking yes. about, the heart. Let's take a short break and we come back. More with Vicki. Great book. We've got copies for you guys. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong for the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease we are not going to let you down we're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio the message will continue the conversations will become stronger and the healing epic there are so many resources out there for meditation But did you know that Atana's Heart Earth Healing Meditation is available for you 
for free? Yes, that's right. You can receive this free healing meditation today from Atana Vadili. All you need to do is visit his website, atanamethod.com. That's A-T-A-A-N-A method.com and sign up. You will receive your free meditation instantly. That's atanamethod.com. Hi, this is Leslie Fontaine, and my show is Sheer Alchemy on TransformationTalkRadio.com. When we're bogged down with our emotions, the hardships that plague us in our relationships, at work, our finances, we literally can't see the higher plane where we could be operating from. Tune in to Leslie Fontaine, Sheer Alchemy on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Beyond being this amazing neurologist, inventor, author, Dr. Dan Cohen has been called to look at technology and look at personal and spiritual development and merge these together. This technology uses the healing and psycho-spiritual effects of synchronized sounds, vibrations, electromagnetic fields, and how that interacts with us in our nervous system in what we're calling the Soltech Chair. The Soltech Lounge induces profound levels of relaxation that transition over time into deep meditative states. The synchronized sound vibration and magnetic field induce these states. The subject doesn't have to work at it. To learn more, go to soltechwellbeing.com. That's S-O-L-T-E-C, well-being. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. You know, I'm so thrilled. I was really looking forward to this show, Benny, because I knew Vicki was going to be in the studio. And it's so fun when people are actually in the studio, right? And we get to connect. But most importantly, it really was about the book. And I think it was either Jessica or Linda. And we were going through the books that we get. We get hundreds of them a month. And I took one look at the cover, and I just thought, okay, let me, let me take a look here. A visual memoir. What does that mean? And then I started to read the book. And what I realized is that in the world we live in today, we're learning creative ways to communicate. And that's what you've done, Vicki. I mean, you're giving people an option so that they can be, that they first of all relate to the world and relate to themselves. And I think the way you've done it is beautiful. Uh, before we give away our first copy of the book, please give out your website and let folks know how they can get a copy of the book. Okay, great. Uh, my website is Vicki World Art. It's V-I-C-K-I WorldArt.com. And I have a books link. And so you can click on the books link, um, see a synopsis of the book. And you can either order a signed copy from me through PayPal, and I will mail it to you, or through balboapress.com, Amazon, or Barnes & Noble. Okay. I, want you to, I would like you to take us on a journey okay. through the book. Because, you know, when I first went through it um, the first time, I was really struck by how powerful this could be for people. If people were to do something like this, or if they were to work with you, right. and you could do something like this for them, how powerful this would be. 
How therapeutic was this for you? Oh, gosh. It was exactly this time last year that I was writing the book. And so, you know. Unstuck is the name of the book. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's amazing to see. I had no idea that I would ever move to (laughs) Washington State at the time. And so it's really cool. But the premise of the book, the reason I call it Unstuck, One Heroine's Journey of Art and the Courage to Live on Purpose, is loosely based on Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey. And, um... I was familiar with Joseph Campbell. You know, he has the really great quotes, follow your bliss, and, you know, um, doors will appear where there were once only walls. I, I love him. I love and, him. Oh, I do too. Mm. And so I didn't really know what the hero's journey was until, again, on Super Soul Sunday, um, I was watching Elizabeth Gilbert um, talk to Oprah about uh, her recent novel, and she mentioned the hero's journey, and she started describing the steps, and I thought, wait a minute, you know, I can see how I've gone through those steps. Because I thought that my call to adventure to art began in 2013 with the meditation. But then when I started really researching it, I thought, oh, it really started, you know, that initial call to adventure was in 1998 to, you know, flip my life that first time. And so um, that is what I've discovered is we all, all of us have a call to adventure. And we can accept the call. It will Continue to tap you on the shoulder or maybe drop bricks on your head throughout oh, yeah. your or life. Bo- or both. Or both, if you're not quite listening. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of scary to say yes to that call sometimes. But part of that hero's journey is the road of trials. And I really describe that, you know, just knowing that I had to quit from this very secure, tenured job. Um, you know, I, I could have probably stayed at that job forever. And so that was my road of trials to say, can you do this without a true vision of what's going to happen or a true safety net? But I can truly say on the other side of that and going through the revelation and transformation and figuring it out, I have not felt so much joy and peace and happiness and just so much more texture to my life because I am following my purpose. Yeah. And you are going to bring your purpose to East West Bookshop. Yes, I Tell am. us about that, because I think folks will, will get to meet you directly. But, but what I would want to do is I want to I would love to give away the first copy of the book. First caller. We'll do them one at a time. And whatever we don't give away on the show, we'll give away through our Facebook page. 1-800-930-2819. Uh, we'll do one at a time. We'll take the first caller. 1-800-930-2819. Please give us a call. Great. Tell us about what you're going to be doing um, here. Okay. At the East West Bookshop of Seattle on Thursday, October the 27th from 7 to 830 that evening, um, I'm going to be there for an unstuck book event. And so I'm calling the event uh, your future elder warrior or warrioress is talking. Mm-hmm. Are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> and so I am going to read an excerpt from the book, but I also have um, a speech to kind of take you through, you know, kind of what my story is and um, the steps I've learned, you know, in the past year or two uh, to help you on your way to, you know, find the, that breadcrumb trail of clues. Because that's one thing that I've discovered. You know, life isn't going to give you the whole map all at once. So you know exactly right. where you're going to go. Right. It's like, you know, remember the Polaroid pictures from the 70s and 80s and you blew on them and you shook them and you get one piece of the picture at a time? Exactly. Right. That's what happens. And so you have to be willing to surrender to the universe and to really listen to that inner voice. 
Well, 1-800-930-2819. We'd love to give copies away. I was really stuck. I, 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 let me tell you where I'm struck. Uh, I was struck. Okay. Not stuck. Not stuck, but struck. You know, as I'm <laughs> reading the book, one of the chapters is called Defiance. Yes. Right? And then I look. And then I looked at the picture, and I thought, wow. Now, if that's what defiance looks like, I want all of that, <laughs> of what you've created. Yeah. And I was so curious to ask you, as you paint these, do they talk to you? And so specifically for defiance, how did she come to you? That was a period. She's beautiful. Oh, thank you. Um, that was the second painting that I did when I started the female portraits. Um, the first one was Inner Beauty Blooming in 2001, you know, just getting divorced, going back to school for my doctorate, and finding out that, oh, I'm going to move to Connecticut. And so my family in Texas wasn't really hot on the idea that you're going to do what to move where by yourself. And so that's where Defiance came from, was to say, this is my life. I don't know exactly what's going to happen but I need to do it. And so the the female portrait, it actually came from um, a fashion photo of a perfume ad because I, I need something to look at and I'll freehand sketch it on canvas because that's, that's a big canvas. Um, how, how big? Uh, that I didn't one, realize it was big. Yeah, that one is uh, 24 by 36. Mm-hmm. And so um, her eyes are not totally filled in, you know, with an iris and everything. And I left them foggy for a reason because she can't see that future. You know, that's, you know, people ask you all, all these questions. Well, what are the details going to be? Sometimes you can't answer all of them, but you just know in your heart that you have to do something. And so that was the thing of defiance. Yes, I'm going to do it. I can't see the future very clearly, but I know that it's going to be awesome. Mm. When I look at this picture, it's a look that I've seen in the myself in the mirror. Mm. It's also a look I've seen in others. And what I'm struck by this and what you've written about it is, is that, I'm going to read this if you don't mind, but what if that little voice inside is louder, more persistent, more certain than any of these outside voices? Because you're talking about the inside versus the outside voice. Right. What if you knew you had to give this a shot and accept the adventure or you knew you'd regret it forever. I gotta talk about that. Yeah. Um, there's no question in my mind that if I would have not moved forward when two very different radio opportunities showed up, as I look back, I probably would have regretted it. Wow. Tell us about the difference between the outside voices and the inside voice, because this is about truth finding for ourselves, isn't it? It really is, and. Sometimes the outside voices keep us stuck or try to keep us stuck out of love, really, because they care. You know, our families care for us, but it's really out of fear as well because they haven't done that. And that's um, the third painting called Sea of Hope. I write about that, that I didn't have a role model, you know, of a female in my family who had totally, you know, taken off and done her own thing by herself. And so that was really hard because, you know, my mom, bless her heart, you know, she's totally on board now (laughs) with what I'm doing. But, you know, we've been through ups and downs. But she said, you know, when I said I'm going to move to Connecticut, oh, no, you must not love us anymore. Well, you know, that could be enough to really stop somebody in their tracks. And so that's what I think that I've been given these really, you know, 
expansive life circumstances. And that's one one thing I always say. You don't have to divorce your husband, you know, move across country, quit a stable job to live your purpose. You can weave it into your current life. But sometimes you'll you'll hear resistance from those around you because they don't quite understand it. They get afraid for us. Yes. And maybe even for themselves. Yes. Right. And so I think that I've been given these experiences to help, especially other women, because, you know, especially midlife, we tend to kind of get stuck with society and family and jobs and all that. Um, but, yeah, you think? Yeah. <laughs> and so I think that's my my purpose is to help others become unstuck, identify their purpose, live it and find that joy. And my memoir art and writing and speaking and workshops are kind of the language, you know, to express that. Okay. And I just want to say to everybody out there, yes, the phones are going to ring now. I'll tell you why. Because we had to switch phones over. So people have been calling into our other studio. And poor Jessica's like, everybody's calling in here. What the heck is going on? (laughs) Yes, please keep calling in. We're going to give the books away right now. 1-800-930-2819. We'll be right back. The earth is an ever-changing being. Goddess Light, shamanic healer, Bree Gibbs, guides us through the ascending worlds and brings forth knowledge and truth. As a light creator, she is here to provide new information needed at this time in our evolution. Join Bree as she shares messages from guides, spirits, ascended masters, goddesses, and others. Tune in Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific and Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific for the Silver Gaia Show and live the authentic life. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Time. Talk Radio. What if your body and mind were the compasses to the secrets, mysteries, and magic of life? Glenna Rice, co-host of The Questionable Parent, is inviting you to access all that is possible. Glenna is a 10-year certified veteran access consciousness facilitator who offers an amazing variety of life-changing classes and workshops. Work with Glenna from anywhere with teleclasses and workshops all over the globe. To learn more and see Glenna's current schedule of events, classes, and workshops, visit glennarice.com. Are you ready to thread your life with intuition? Intuit Apparel can help you do just that. This is not just about a piece of clothing. This is about a movement, an awakening, and staying centered in life. Your life. Intuitive and host of the radio show, Get Into It, Lynn Brown, was given this image with the intention of a clothing line designed to represent the essence of life itself. Visit IntuitApparel.com now and wear your intuition with pride. 
Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. I so apologize to all of you out there. Um, We are in the middle of our new technology and been doing some experimenting, and we totally didn't transfer the number, but you got to talk to Miss Jessica, maybe, and that's a little surprise. She's like a behind-the-scenes person, Um, um, but... Thank you all uh, for for doing this. Vicki, before we kind of jump ahead and get back to the books, um, get back to the book, you and I were talking during a break, and one of the things I said was, my gosh, do you do these for people? And I thought about the idea, which one of our listeners presented and wanted to ask, um, does would Vicki do something like this about my mom? Wow. You know, could we do one for my mom or my grandmom? Could you illustrate something for them and and capture it in a book that we could pass on through our family? My gosh, what a thing that you could have something done, you know, maybe for grandma and maybe you have a child that's two and doesn't know grandma, but this would be such a beautiful representation. And so they were asking, do you do something like that? And if you do, how can people contact you or find out how they might explore that, especially you know, we're coming into the holidays. What a beautiful thing to be able to do. Right. I do that. Um, it takes a while. So, you know, I would have to talk to the person about the, the yeah. deadline and all that. But on my website, which again is vickyworldart.com, I have a link called Commissioned Portraits. Mm. And so um, I have a couple of up, up there that I had done for um, one of my friends um, in West Texas and then for the graduation, high school graduation of one of my friends in Connecticut. Wow. And they're all very personal. Um, you know, you'll see one she has on a cowboy hat and that was requested because, you know, her, her husband was literally a rodeoer. You know, he was a calf roper professionally. Yeah. And so she's into the Texas theme. Um, the daughter of the girl in Connecticut, uh, I had taken a snippet from my Angelou's poem, Phenomenal phenomenal woman mm-hmm. sorry I can't say that mm-hmm. word and had you know kind of placed some of the words on her face oh and wow. so um it's really like my own memoir portraits I try to make them very personal and so you know we would need a conversation I would need a photo you know things like that but absolutely um you can email me at uh, vickyworldart at gmail.com right and so sure I would love to talk about that wow uh and how do they get a copy of the book they can go to vickyworldart.com, and again, it's V-I-C-K-I, worldart.com, and under the books link, you have several choices. And so you can um, uh, purchase one through PayPal, and I will send you a signed copy. Um, you can go through the balboapress.com, um, amazon.com, or barnesandnoble.com, and I have the links on my site. So I'm just going to, I, I, you know, please, y'all, don't, don't get mad at me when I'm just going to do this right now. 
I'm I do branding. I help people with branding and I help people I help people get their message out there. I don't like the word branding. Bottom line is myself and my team, we help people help them figure out what they want their message to be and then come up with ideas. And I just got one for you. Wonderful. Mom's memoir. Wow. I like that. That's a whole thing like for moms. That is. I know. My mom passed away very suddenly, and so did my stepmom. Mm. And um, and so, you know, this is very important for me because I right. don't have, I did not have, I did not have a mom or, or a grandmom. As a matter of fact, they all died really quite suddenly. Um, for a long time, we thought it was like an Italian curse, but I don't believe that now because um, I'm still here. But, you know, this idea of having someone that you so love and be mm-hmm. part of, not just moms, but moms, dads, whoever they are. Right. This is such a beautiful idea. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Lot to talk about in the book. The belly of the whale one. Oh. oh you're thinking this girl's living on the dark side. I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to talk about some of the others, too. There's actually a couple of others that I love. We're going to talk about Sea of Hope. But I, but I couldn't help looking at the, the belly of the whale, and then I read it. Um, I just got to talk about this because I made a deal with God, too. Okay. Okay. So, but when I looked at this and the picture, I got to tell you, I have felt like this so mm. much in my life. Yeah. Tell us what this means in this chapter, belly of the whale. Okay. It's such a, it's such a shocking uh, uh, section of the book, Belly of the Well. It's a visual, but then what you talk to us about is so beautiful. Yeah, the name of that chapter and that's the name of that particular portrait comes straight from one of the steps in Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. And so, the belly of the whale is that spot where you know that you need to make a change. You're right on the edge of it. You're on the fence. And you make that commitment to kind of die to your old self and your old way of living. And even though you may not know what the new self is going to look like or be or do exactly, you make that commitment to say, I'm going to go in that direction. And so with that particular portrait, um, she has fear in her eyes because that's exactly what I was feeling at that moment, (laughs) you know, before I send in that resignation email. And um, her face is filled in with flowers, and I kind of did it to where it almost looks like some tears coming out of her eyes, but those tears are turning into these beautiful flowers and yeah. her inner beauty blooming out. Yeah. And so that's, that's where I was when I painted it yeah. and just knowing that I had to quit my stable job. So I want to talk about one thing in here, and it, it's important for me to talk about it from my own personal journey you know, um, I think that we get challenged in life and and uh, that um, as we get challenged in life, we get to choose mm. between our will or our spiritual path. Mm-hmm. I don't really think there are many other choices, to be honest with you. I'm not a genius around this. I can only talk about myself. I've, I've found that in my journey that I've only found two choices, even though sometimes it sees, seems there's a gray middle what I've discovered is there's not. I'm either going to look at God or the God of my understanding as being everything or nothing. And right. that's a, such an important thing for me. And and I say that 
so that people can choose whatever that means for themselves. But if I don't choose that, then I'm on the other side of it. And the other side of it is so painful for me. Can you talk about that? Because you say I made a deal with God. I'm telling you, I I, got to say, God and I are on pretty good terms right now. We're just (laughs) super deal makers. But without knowing I have the ability to do that, it's not pleasant. Right. Um, Oh, that brings up so many good points. Um, Yeah, when I made my deal with God, I was literally in Connecticut on my way to teach my class at Quinnipiac University in the drive-thru of McDonald's getting two little hamburgers and a Diet Coke. And I just knew it was— No fries? No fries, just the two hamburgers. Yeah, so healthy. (laughs) And um, I just—it was January, and I knew that I had to do it. And I I think I was on my way to the first faculty meeting of the semester, actually, and— I just said, God, you know, it's so silly, the deal. If you will, you know, let me know a financial solution. By the time my contract comes out in April or May, then, yes, I will, you know, live this new life and quit my job. But that's not how it works, right? So no financial solution popped up. It's either you quit or you don't. And that brings up a really good point about surrendering. I think especially in our society, we see surrendering as weak like we're giving up, you know, a white flag in the air. But like you said, surrendering to that higher power, you know, God, the universe, source with a capital S, whatever you believe in, that's really the strongest thing that you can do because that will give you the strength and the power and the fortitude and the little steps, you know, to light your path to move forward. So to me, if I'm unsure about something really life-challenging like this, we talked about regret earlier. That's the question I ask myself. Will you regret it if you say mm-hmm. no? And in all of my big moments, big, you know, life-changing moments, mm. that's when I have to say, oh, I would regret it. So I have to say yes. And the only time I haven't done that, the only time I didn't listen to my intuition is when I caved and got pregnant. That's the mm. only time. But I can't look back in that and say, oh, I regret that because it's been such a potent Um, and life lesson part of this journey. So everything is there for a reason, and how we react to it is our choice. Mm -hmm. But everything is there for a learning, teaching moment. Well, I want to, I think I'll, let's skip this break, Mr. Benny, if we could. Um, One of the things that I wanted to touch upon as we go through the book is, you know, and, and yeah, I've talked about some of the real stuck points. But as you go through here, there are many things that you talk about. You also talk about, you know, the, the artistry that that you bring. There are two things I'm really struck by. I'm really struck by the part in the book you talk about blooming. Mm-hmm. And then what's super important to us has always been on the show is paying it forward. Um, out of all of this, out of the unstuck, right, there is an opportunity to bloom, to thrive and grow. How would, how would you talk to, to folks about that? Because sometimes when we're in the dark night, we can't see it. Right. But if we believe there is, we can hold on to hope. Yes. Right. And you talk about you talk about hope in the book too. Yes, absolutely. Um, when you are in that belly of the whale, it's hard to see daylight. It's hard to see that there is hope. But that's when you go inside. You know, for me through meditation. 
um, you know, some people it's communing with nature, doing yoga, whatever you need to do to get to that still quiet space and listen to that higher voice. That's your true self. That's the one connected with that higher source. And so that's when, even though maybe you can't physically see it, you can see it with your heart that, oh, okay, here's the light, you know, here's the next right step. I'll go there and then check in again and see what I need to do. And so that's the revelation and transformation stages of the hero's journey is figuring it out and then coming out on the other side. And the paying it forward, that's the last step of the journey is to return to teach others what you've what you've learned. And so that's the beauty of it is just, you know, kind of I've I've had my candle lit let me pass it on to you and light your candle. And I think that's, that's the best thing that you can do for people. Mm-hmm. When we talk about pay it forward, it's such an important part of my life. I mean, I, I got interviewed not too long ago. Somebody was asking me. I'm usually not on the other side of the table. But I did get a, I, I got asked a question. And, you know, the person was saying, you know, man, you know, the word out on the street is you're the queen of pay it forward. And, you know, the gentleman was saying to me, how is that so? I mean, why is that so important to you? Um, And then he went on to say, we even heard that you won't have a guest on the show if they're not willing to give a book away. And and he said his comment was, don't you find that's extreme? Wow. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of surprised. Don't you think? Yeah. Um, And so what I said to him is, you know. Had it not been for the angels in my life, I probably wouldn't be here. Right. I said, had it not been for a hotel manager that gave me a room when I was homeless, probably would have made some bad choices. Right. You know, and then I went on. I did like a monologue for about 10 minutes of all the angels that showed up in my life. And and then I saw it in your book. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and I shake our heads like, really? That question? Yeah. Um But doesn't pay it forward have an energy and a lifeline all its own? It really does. Mm -hmm. There is a true synergy to that. And that's, you know, the angels, the guardians that are there to help you, you know, through the next threshold. That's also part of that heroes or heroines journey. And so it's amazing. You know, once you commit to this path, people will show up in your life like, you know, you, Dr. Pat, here we are talking about this with this wonderful opportunity to be on your show and spread the word. And so, yeah. you know, the the exactly right book at the right time, mm-hmm. the right TV show, the right message, the right person, all of those things will start popping up in your life. But you have to be looking for it and become aware of it. Mm-hmm. And then when you start expecting it, it's like, oh, miracles are everywhere. Right. And so paying that forward is such a beautiful thing to, you know, I look at it like a ladder. Either mm-hmm. I could climb up the ladder and knock it down and say, hey, I made it up here, but you're not going to make it behind Mm -hmm. me, Mm -hmm. or you can pull the next person up the ladder. And um, I believe in that. I believe in blue ocean, not red ocean with, you know, blood and competition, but blue ocean that we're all here. We all have our, you know, unique gifts that we were born with um, that we're supposed to use to make the world a brighter place. And to me, that's living your purpose. And so you have your niche, you know, you can be unique and creative in what you do. So, There's really no need for competition if we all do that. There is none. And, you know, I'm in a really, I didn't know this, but I discovered along the way that this industry, this radio industry, from what people have told me and what I've learned, is highly competitive. And we've never done that. As a matter of fact, 
my corn of CRN is one of our partners. Now, how how would you have a relationship and a partnership with one of the largest cable television radio networks in the world? How do you have that relationship? Well, you just create it. Right. You create it with him. Um, And as a result of that, you know, when our technology is finished here shortly, we're going to approach Mike and we're going to say, you know what? You guys have been so kind to us. Let's do a little exchange. Right. You know, and, and it's fascinating because I have I have business people that have tried to track us down to say we want to represent selling licenses for what you guys have created. You know, we saw your crowdfunding page. And if you really are not a hoax, we want to sell these licenses. And I thought to myself, I don't even know what they're talking about. Right. The only the things that we're creating here with our technology came from every listener that's ever given us an idea. Every host we've ever had that said they either liked or didn't like what we're doing. Every guest we've ever had on the show that said, gee, we wish you would have done that differently. Everybody we've ever talked to, every listener, every host, every co-host, every partner, anybody in the business that said, gee, we wish we had a this. Mm. We're including it. And I love this because I don't consider myself a radio broadcast person. Yeah. I, I'm a girl from the Bronx. I'm a girl from the Bronx that used to love go, get, going to the outskirts of the Bronx to get a White Castle hamburger. <laughs> and that's still so much a part of me. Right. Right. Just like what you've done. This, th- right. this book and what you're doing is so filled with love. Oh. That's like what I got when this. And I, I just said to, I didn't say it to Linda because both of us would cry. Wouldn't it be great? And we can still do this. I didn't think about this. Wouldn't it be great to do a memoir of her mom who was so influential in my life? Yeah. Yeah. And even if, you know, you don't feel like you're a writer, just taking some notes and writing it down so you don't forget, Mm -hmm. you know, to have it recorded somewhere is a Mm -hmm. great thing. And so, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But what you just described, you know, is the Joseph Campbell quote that doors opened that you didn't know were even doors at no. the time. And so that, that's a beautiful thing. No. And, you know, our vision is in the launch of our network, it's a 10-channel network, mm. uh, all positive talk, is to bring the rate down, you know, the cost of people being able to do this to about a dollar a day for hosts. Wow. And we can do that and say that because of the way we're building the technology. Right. I have to say this, and maybe you can touch upon this now here in closing. I don't really take much credit for this at all, and neither does Jessica or anybody else on the team, Linda. What we've discovered is along the way, we've had an idea and the right people show up. Right. How has that worked for you? That is working. <laughs> um, I'm I'm in the midst of that right now. I'm working on my second book that is going to be called Voices. Mm. And I'm not sure how many artists. I'm um, interviewing female artists, but it will be so many number, like let's say 10 uh, artist heroines speak their journey of living on purpose. And so, um, so far I've done four interviews. And my point is to kind of go through, you know, the same journey with them of, you know, claiming that call to adventure that, yes, I'm an artist and what obstacles they've gone through, but also how they've come Mm -hmm. out on the other side, what they would teach others or, you know, advice they give to those coming behind them and what legacy they would like to leave. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, I've run out of artists that I know personally. And so now I'm in the process of finding some, you know, I, I got an email from a lady from New Zealand yesterday, and she's a fabulous artist. And, you know, they can send me their website so I can mm-hmm. check it out, and then we can have a phone call or Skype. And so I am putting it Jacqueline, out there. Jacqueline, ready? Okay. Jacqueline Ripstone. Okay. I will connect you with her. Awesome. She does invisible art. Invisible art. It is the most powerful art. I have a picture that she creates this beautiful art. She's magnificent. She's in Florida. Beautiful art. And uh, her book is fantastic. And what it is is she creates these images. And when you shine a light on them, you know, what do they call them, a black light? Right. What happens is this is the way the image looks without it. And when you shine the light, there's like an angel or something now that shows up. And she has a whole book explaining it. Okay. You, yes, I want she's her amazing. Info. So see, this is how it happens. You put out the idea with good intention, connected to your source, and things are attracted to you that are good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she did work with children, uh, the UN, mm. really powerful, powerful people that like you and the work you do. See, part of this is you helping people because you've said yes to something yes. that perhaps scared you. Right. Oh, Many things scared me, right. but, you know, I walk through the fear. <laughs> now you're helping other people yes. have a voice. Yes, yes. Because well. I'm going to say it again. Identifying and living your purpose, using the gifts that you were born with, that gives you the most joy and peace and fulfilling life. And so think about it. If you kind of know what those gifts are or you know what your purpose is, but you're kind of rejecting it for whatever limiting belief. Yeah, I get that. What if you came to that last day on earth and you thought, oh, no, I, I didn't use my gifts. You have to use them. And so use them now while you can and live joy. I love it. On another note, Benny, um, I started playing ping pong again, better known as table tennis. And yes, I, I got an instant message. Somebody said, where are you playing? Well, I'm going to be playing in a tournament uh, Saturday in at the Everett Senior Center. And it really is a tournament. And I never thought in a million years after getting sick and going through all of that that I'd ever play again. Wow. And you know how you love something? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can love some things that are just fun, can't we? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's the point of joy. <laughs> I know it. But we don't have to be stuck in a job we don't like. No. Or nope. a relationship. Or a relationship. Right. You, should, you all come back and we do a show just on relationships, right, Benny? <laughs> we just do a whole relationship show. <laughs> I, can't, I know for a fact. Uh, yeah. We probably should do. Oh, my gosh. I can't even think about what my memoir would look like here. <laughs> Ooh, boy. One last question. Okay. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? Oh, that's a great question. I would say be you. And when I say you, that authentic self, that true self that's connected to your high source, live your purpose, live more joy, and pay it forward. Give out the information for what you're going to be doing here in Seattle, please, and also your website, and also the commission art part that you do. Okay. My website is vickiworldart.com, V-I-C-K-I, worldart.com. You can go to the book link and the commissioned arts link, and I have other links on there that you can check out. Um, My East-West Bookshop event in Seattle is Thursday, October 27th from 7 to 8.30. Um, So I'm going to talk about some of these things. I'm going to do an excerpt reading from Unstuck. Mm. I have two handouts that um, it's the Honor Your Purpose Action Steps 
and Honor Your Purpose um, Triptych Art Project. And I'm giving away um, a hand-painted portrait. I just finished it two days ago to one person um, in the audience. Awesome. Thank you so much, Vicki. Thank you. Penny, thank you for pushing all the right buttons. And thank you guys for being so forgiving about the call thing. We'll see you next time.